Blog Talk Radio. on the way. Um, we're going to return return to the earth a little bit today. We're going to talk about some environmental issues. Hi, everyone. This is Jim Mitchell, and as always, pleased to be with you on our Viatorian podcast. Today, I'm going to be joined by Mary O'Connell, and some of you in the Viatorian community may be familiar with Mary. She is uh, involved at Jerusalem Farm in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, a uh, community that uh, is working to transform its its members' lives and those around them through service and retreat and primarily sustainable living. We're going to learn about all of that today. Um, really interesting conversation. I'm glad we've got this one lined up. So, Mary, I know you're busy and you've made some time to talk to us, so thanks very much for being a part of it today. Yeah, thanks so much for organizing this. I'm excited to to share what little little corner of the world I live in. Well, it's very interesting. Let's let's back up before you ended up at Jerusalem Farm. You, your roots, so to speak, um, are up uh, in the mm-hmm. Chicago area in Palatine. Tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, um, born and raised in Palatine. Um, attended St. Viator High School and graduated in 2016. And um, yeah, had a lot of very formative times. I think in my faith life, um, specifically around um, various service opportunities that I got both at Viter and just um, I went to St. Thomas of Villanova School. And um, just having that Catholic background, I think, really kind of formed formed where I am right now, too, that that all that I do it comes from that um, Catholic root. So, Were there any particular faculty members or any service projects or opportunities at St. Viter that uh, influenced you in particular? Yeah, um, I think when I think about my faith life, I point back to Quest and that kind of um, experience I went on as a freshman um, and definitely kind of felt this spark of God planted in me um, at, on that retreat and thought ministry was something I was really called to. Um, and then as a senior, I took a world's religion, world religions class with Father Corey and absolutely loved it. Um, and through that kind of had exposure to Children of Abraham and the Justice League um, and recall a couple times going down to the Viator House of Hospitality and just getting to meet people who whose lives were, they were the same age as me, but um, had faced a lot of challenges immigrating to um, the States. And so, yeah, I kind of attribute a lot of um, the justice work that Father Corey was doing and how he just um, engaged students in a lot of those, you know, challenging topics from the start, um, that that was when the wheels started turning, I think, for me and thinking about um, what is unjust in our world and how can we, how can we, you know, be present to the people who are experiencing that and start to change those systems. Well, it does seem that you, um, you know, heard that that call early, and and you, if I'm correct, you you went on at St. Louis University where you studied uh, theology mm-hmm. and environmental science. Tell me about the the years you spent at uh, uh, SLU. Yeah, 
Yeah, so I studied kind of science and religion and was constantly trying to um, put those two together in some way. Uh Um, And I think when I look at a lot of, like, social justice issues, as I was trying to decide my major at SLU, um, the environment kind of is the one thing that I felt deeply rooted in and that, like, all of us get our food and find nourishment and um, resources from the earth, and that is the one thing that kind of pulls us all together physically but also spiritually. And so there's a lot of kind of interchange then between all the world religions and all the different ways that we interact with the earth and also the injustices. And I just, yeah, so I studied um, water and hydrology and the science behind um, a lot of, like, um, microplastics, specifically in urban st- water streams. Then I also studied theology and um, theological pedagogies for service um, and how they how they can liberate both the student and um, the communities in which the students engage um, with. So, I, and at SLU, it was all kind of like my science friends and my religion friends, and it wasn't really until I got to Jerusalem Farm that these worlds collided, and I really have been living in a way that um, brings those two together and allows the conversation to be about how can we spiritually um, bring back, yeah, environmental consciousness to to the earth and live in a more sustainable way and do so with a prayerful attitude. Well, there's a lot of topics there I want to try and get you to share some thoughts with uh, uh, as we sure. continue the conversation today. Now, I, I want to talk about Jerusalem Farm, but I'm going to back up because in the introduction I did there, I, I used the word, uh, I think I said sustainable living. And sustainability mm-hmm. is something that kind of gets bounced around a little bit. But for those who just hear it but don't really know what it means, can you kind of help us focus what, what we mean when we use that word or phrase? Mm-hmm. Um, sustainability is really not using more resources than you need. So, um, and living in a in a relationship with the environment in such a way that you're not taking more than the environment is producing naturally. So, um, sustainable living just means you're aware of how much water you're using, how much electricity you're using, um, and some of that can be made sustainable by producing your own electricity with like solar panels or collecting your own water like with rainwater um, barrels and then using the resources you've collected on your own property um, so you're not taking off of the grid or um, running more water out of aquifers than is needed. Um, we're going to get into some great detail here and, and I know time is an issue as it always is on Viatorian Voices. We're talking to Mary <laughs> O'Connell, uh, part of Jerusalem Farm and, and I'm going to give you some information later or ask Mary to to share some places we can find more. But uh, what about Jerusalem Farm? Tell me a little bit about what that initiative is and um, how that uh, how that came to be and how you came to be there. Mm-hmm. So Jerusalem Farm is a nonprofit that's based in the northeast of Kansas City, and we're our three main um, aspects of our mission is home repair. Um, for folks who are low-income or elderly in the neighborhood. And then we also host service retreats for high school and college students all over the country. And we seek to live in an intentionally sustainable um, lifestyle 
and that includes living in a Catholic intentional community. All the people who work here live in community together too. Um, and Jerusalem Farm is modeled after a farm that was started almost 40 years ago now in West Virginia called Nazareth Farm. Um, and then there's a whole kind of farm network that was inspired after um, the Catholic Worker Farm Network um, that Peter Morin kind of began. So there was Nazareth Farm and then Bethlehem Farm and then Jerusalem Farm was founded 10 years ago. Um, just celebrating 10 years this year, which is exciting. Um, but the way I found my way here was really actually Jason Wilhite um, recommended that I look into them. I think he had heard of them through, you know, connections as life goes. And I emailed them here and just said, hey, this is really neat. I want to come check it out. And I lived for a month just kind of discerning life at the farm and decided to stay after that month and have, have been here ever since. I'm going on about two years now. Well, and it, I'm going to ask you a question that would probably fill a half an hour, but um, I'll, I'll <laughs> sure. just give you a minute or two. But you, you talk about sustainable living. And, you know, I want you to come up here and talk to your neighbors in, in Palatine. You know, yeah, you're you're on a farm and you can grow things and do things. But for most of us, it doesn't need to be that hard to manage our electricity or our water or our resources. And it, do you feel like people just don't really get the concept that we're not talking about, um, you know, throwing it all away and, and moving back to a farm? But But there's just so many things each of us can do. And is that part of the message what you're trying to get, especially with the young people? Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think I like to start from a spiritual standpoint when I try to talk with folks, who, especially folks of faith, about being more sustainable and living a more sustainable life. I think it really comes from a, um, like a commitment to voluntary simplicity. And so much of the gospel calls us to, you know, in Luke's gospel it says the your the second coat that you have, you know, belongs to your neighbor who ha who doesn't have a coat. And I think so much of kind of life in Palatine and in the suburbs is often having two coats in the closet and not knowing what to do with it. Um resources wise too, like using more water than you really need. And so spiritually I like people to kind of sit and consider what is it that you're using that you don't really need to use. Um, for example, at Jerusalem Farm on Thursday nights, we do an energy fast. And so that just means turning off all the lights and just lighting candles or little lanterns or flashlights around our house. And um, it's always kind of, yeah, uh, it's like a habit to just flip on the lights and have that sure. kind of comfort of using the lights. Um, but then when you start kind of getting in the habit of using just a flashlight or a lantern, you're like, oh, wow, I don't really need the lights as much as I realized or as much as I thought I did. And so um, kind of taking a step back and reconsidering, like, what is it that I'm using that I don't really, really need? And I, th I often find that when we make life a little bit more simple, um, turning off our phones or getting off of social media especially, um, we return to the people around us more and we're able to live more intentionally with, with one another. And so, yeah, I just encourage people to reflect when you're taking a shower too and you're running the water for 15, 20 minutes, do you really need to shower that long? I mean, I know a lot of people like to 
to sing their favorite songs and have all their reflection time in the shower, but um, that water is coming from a source that, well, it's probably coming from Lake Michigan, but all the energy that's using, that is being used to filter and um, transport it is a lot of energy and to just use less water almost in solidarity um, with folks who don't have access to clean water, who have to walk four miles to get water or who um, are using water from, you know, infested areas. It's not even clean, whatever it is. But it's like thinking about that spiritually helps us prepare ourselves to be more, um, more sustainable in our lifestyle. And, and it gives more a motivation to be sustainable rather than something that's kind of abstract. I think our faith calls us to be simple. Um, and mother earth is calling us to live a little bit more simply. Um, so yeah, anyway, lights and, and water usage, I think is a very easy way for people to start thinking about it. Um, but yeah, next level would be like composting and growing your own tomatoes and going to the farmer's market and thrifting and lots of things. So. And just about a minute left or so, but are you encouraged when you talk to young people today? And I, I use that phrase. I mean, you, you certainly want to keep you in that young category, but as you're talking to students who come to the farm, do you, do you get a positive? I do. I get a lot of confused faces when we talk about how infrequently some of us shower in the community, but then I start to see um, gears turning and seeds being planted and people saying like, well, I've wanted to compost for a long time, but now I'm going to go talk to my parents and let's happening. I think people want to be connected to the earth. Um, and they just have forgotten how um, in this age of the Internet. And so I, I do find hope when um, when I see folks kind of returning to that simple approach and just whatever means it is to connect them back to the earth, especially growing their own food, too. And just real quick, can, can people find Jerusalem Farm uh, on the Internet? Is there some, some place we yes. can go to learn a little bit more about it? JerusalemFarm.org. It's all one word, JerusalemFarm.org. Excellent. Well, Mary O'Connell, what a great conversation. Thanks for mm -hmm. taking the time to be with us today, and I uh, certainly appreciate your input and certainly appreciate the work you're doing on behalf of uh, all of us, and we all need to, to chip in a little bit. Um, Viatorian community proclaims Jesus Christ and his gospel. Communities where faith is lived, deepened, and celebrated. This includes... Uh, the Viatorian Office for Justice, Peace, and Integrity of Creation. And uh, you can learn more about the Community Garden at the Province Center, Young Adult Summer Placement, and Sustainable Garden Projects that the Viator House of Hospitality has. To uh, find out more, contact vocations at viatorians.com. Thanks, everyone, for being a part of our conversation today.